Welcome back to the Fundamental Hour, and welcome again to our series. We're discussing spiritual gifts, and specifically the gift of tongues. This is the fourth week we've been talking now about tongues. This is the sixth week we've been discussing the topic of spiritual gifts. And today, I want to talk to you about the subject of tongue speaking and being filled with the Spirit. But let's review first. We have seen from the Bible that the tongue speaking in Acts chapter 2 was a miracle. It was supernatural. God had given the disciples the ability to speak in other languages that were spoken in the world at that time, but they did not speak in unknown speech. They did not blah, 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 blah. People heard what was being said and they understood it. We also saw that the results from the day of Pentecost was the fact that the gospel was heard, people were saved, and they continued to serve God and to meet together in the fellowship and continued in the doctrine that the apostles taught them. Now, in many churches today that are tongue-speaking churches that put so much emphasis on this unbiblical heavenly languages, they call it, that are not heavenly languages. They emphasize the fact that if you're truly filled with God's Spirit, that you will speak in these languages, these tongues, these ecstatic utterances or heavenly languages. Is that true? Is that what the Bible teaches? Do we have any evidence from the Scripture that if a person is filled with the Spirit, that he will automatically speak in tongues? Because the Bible tells us, the Bible commands us, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, the Bible says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So look, as believers, we have a command to be filled with God's Spirit. We're supposed to be filled with God's Spirit. Every believer is supposed to be filled with God's Spirit. The word filled means to be consumed with, to be under the influence. We're supposed to be under the influence of God's Spirit the way a man would be under the influence of alcohol. When you take alcohol and you drink it and you consume enough of it, it begins to take control of your mind and your body and you, you begin to say things and do things that you otherwise... And you begin to do and say things that otherwise you never would have said. You're, you become out of control. And what God desires for the believer is for us to be filled with His Spirit. That we would do and say what He wants us to say. But does that mean we will speak in tongues? Does that mean that we automatically have this supernatural ability to speak in other languages? Let's look at what the Bible says, because the Bible is our authority. Not what your preacher says, not what some apostle, some so-called bishop says. The authority is what God says. Not what I say, but what the Bible says. So we're going to look at the places in the Bible where God says that someone was filled with the Holy Ghost. We're going to begin in Luke chapter 1, and verse 13. The Bible says, But the angel said unto him, 
Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Now, the Bible is speaking here to Zacharias, who was a priest, who was the husband of Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. And he's telling him that they're going to give birth to a great son. And the Bible says of John the Baptist that he would be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. In verse 39, the Bible says, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. So Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And we read in verse 67, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. And he spake by the mouth, I'm sorry, that, he, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life, and thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people. He's talking about his son, John the Baptist. Verse 77. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Zacharias is filled with the Holy Ghost here, and he begins to, to preach about salvation and about deliverance and about who his son John the Baptist is, that he is the one who would tell us about the Savior, Jesus Christ. We go to Acts chapter 4, and we look in verses 8. It says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, 
that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Here we see the apostle Peter. He had been at the temple. And through the power of God, Peter and John had healed a lame man. And now many had gathered because of this miracle. And he said to them, he began to preach to them, and he talked about Jesus Christ of Nazareth and how he was crucified and how he was raised from the dead. And he talked about how that there is salvation in no other except the name of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 7, in verse number 55, we see the story of Stephen. The evangelist, the deacon. And in verse number 55, it says this. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And then we know from the Bible that these people listening to him, he had been preaching to them. If you go and you read Acts chapter 7, you will see that Stephen was preaching from the Old Testament about Jesus Christ. And as these Jewish people heard Stephen preach, they didn't like what he had to say, and they came upon him. And they gnashed upon him with their teeth and they picked up stones and they stoned him and murdered him because he preached Jesus. The Bible says Stephen was filled with the Holy Ghost. What did he do? He preached Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 9 and verse 17, talking about Saul who became the Apostle Paul. It says, And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. If you remember when Jesus met, or when Paul met, or Saul met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he had been smitten blind. He had seen a great light. He was blind. And up until this point, he had remained blind. But now he had been filled with God's Spirit, and his sight had come back to him. And the Bible says, that God had chosen him. And in verse number 19, it says, And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then Saul certain days with the then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached 
Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. What did, what did Saul do after meeting Christ? After being baptized and having his sight returned to him? He went to the same place, to the synagogue, that he was going as a persecutor. As he was going there to arrest people who were preaching Jesus, he went to that very place and he began to preach Jesus himself. Why? Because he was filled with God's Spirit. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verses 6 through 12, it says, And when they had gone through the isle on the Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who was, called, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. Paul was filled with God's Spirit and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And he went on to preach to the man about Jesus Christ and to teach him the doctrine of the Lord that that man could be saved. In the passages that I've just read to you, these are all, in all these passages, these are Bible examples where God specifically says that people were filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist was mentioned. Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. John the Baptist himself. Paul, Peter, Stephen, and the other disciples, all filled with the Holy Ghost. What did they all do? In every one of these passages, what did every one of these men do? Does the Bible say that they all spoke in tongues? No. Does it say they spoke in other languages? No. What the Bible says is they all preached about salvation and about the person of Jesus Christ. His mother, his father, his forerunner John the Baptist, Peter, Paul, the disciples, they all lifted up Jesus. Were they filled with the Spirit? Yes, they were. And the distinguishing characteristic of anybody being filled with God's Spirit is that they will lift up Jesus Christ and His doctrine and they will lift up the fact that salvation is by faith through grace and not of works. That is the distinguishing characteristic of someone who's filled with the Spirit. Not that they will speak in tongues. The Bible never gives us any record of Zechariah speaking in tongues or Elizabeth speaking in tongues or John the Baptist speaking in tongues or Stephen speaking in tongues or Jesus Christ speaking in tongues 
or Peter speaking in tongues. I would assume Peter, yeah, Peter spoke in tongues on the day of Pentecost. He was one of the twelve. So the Bible does say Peter spoke in tongues. The Bible mentions that Paul spoke with tongues in 1 Corinthians 14. But all these other people, no mention that they spoke in tongues. The Bible commands every one of us to be filled with God's Spirit. I got saved January 24, 1991. I began to read God's Word about a year and a half later. God began to move in my heart. I became faithful to church. And as I brought myself under the influence of God's Scripture, I brought myself under the influence of God's Spirit. And as I became filled with God's Spirit, there was something in me that I had to do. I had to tell people about Jesus. And I became a soul winner. I became a preacher. There was no one else in my church actively going out, witnessing, but I had to go. I began going out every Saturday preaching the gospel. I began going out every Tuesday night, every Thursday night preaching the gospel. Why? Because I was filled with God's Spirit. And anyone who's truly filled with God's Spirit will preach Jesus. I have never spoke in an unknown tongue, in a in a tongue that I don't know, never once in my life, but I'll tell you what, I've spent the last 28, 20, yes, 28 years doing, that's preaching Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 28 through 30, hear me well. This is the chapter where we are told about spiritual gifts. The Bible says this, verse 28. And God hath set some in the church, not all, some. First, apostles. Second, prophets. That means some were apostles and others were prophets. Thirdly, teachers. That means some were teachers, but they were not apostles. By the way, there were only 12 apostles. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, Governments, diversities of tongues. And then he asked a question. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? These are what is called rhetorical questions. The answer is evident. No, not everyone is a teacher in the church. Not everyone is an apostle in the church. Not everyone is a prophet in the church. Not everyone is a helper in the church or put over the government of the church. And not everyone speaks with tongues. And not everyone heals. You see, what the Bible teaches us about spiritual gifts is that God gives to every man gifts according to the will of God. And he gives to no man the same measure of spiritual gifts. We're all different. We're all unique. 
And it's important that we understand that. The teaching that anyone who's filled with the Spirit will automatically speak in tongues is simply not scriptural. It's wrong. It's a devilish doctrine. The Bible tells us that not everyone speaks with tongues. So how could everyone who's filled with the Spirit speak in tongues if not every believer is supposed to speak in tongues? Because every believer is supposed to be filled with God's Spirit. It is so important that we, as believers of Jesus Christ, make the Bible our final authority. Not the church, not some preacher, not me, but the Bible the final authority. What I'm trying to do is take time to carefully go through the Scriptures and to show you verse by verse that what many of you are being taught concerning spiritual gifts and concerning tongues is not biblical. God gave us gifts, abilities, talents to serve each other and to glorify Him, not to lift ourselves up concerning what we can do. And this idea of being filled with the Spirit, if anybody is truly filled with the Spirit, the Scriptures clearly teach he will be a preacher of the Gospel. And most churches that speak in tongues do not even preach the Gospel. They tell you that if you serve God, you'll go to heaven. That if you pray, you'll go to heaven. That if you're good, you go to heaven. My Bible says that we're all sinners. My Bible says that we deserve to go to hell. The wages of sin is death. And my Bible says that Jesus Christ came to earth, died on an old rugged cross, was buried, and the third day rose from the death. And my Bible says that all that believe in Him, He will save. And that He will justify us from all things because of our faith in Christ, not because we serve God or we do good. And those that are preaching tongue-speaking are also preaching a lie concerning the gospel. Do not be deceived. Do not be tricked into this idea that you're supposed to be speaking in some language that you don't understand. It's not true. Find you a church that preaches the truth, that preaches the Bible. If you need help with that, contact us. And we'll try to help you as best we can. If you're in Kamasi, come visit us at the Fundamental Baptist Church International. You can find us online at our website, our different social media platforms, and by all means, check out our YouTube channel, The Fundamental Hour. God bless you, and we'll see you next week right back here on The Fundamental Hour. Thank you.